Okay, so uh, we left off on Lamed Aleph Amud Beis. Um, we were discussing the, the um, differences and advantages of Yeras uh, Shamayim <coughs> over simply someone who learns Torah without without necessarily having the Yeras Shamayim. So we were about eight lines down from uh, the top. <coughs> uh, Rav Simon Rebbe Lazar. So the Gemara is bringing us a story of Rabbi Simon and Rabbi Lazar. Have a Yasve, they were sitting together. Chalaf v'azar Rabbi Yaakov bar Acha. So Rabbi Yaakov bar Acha walked past. Amalei chad l'chavri. So one of these, Amarayim, either Rabbi Simon or Rabbi Lazar, said to the other, Nei kame, we should uh, stand up for, for uh, Rabbi Yaakov bar Acha. De gever de chel chitin hu. He's a person who, is, who doesn't do averus. Um, so the other, the other one said, we should, we should stand up from you, right? Because he's a he's a big Talmud Chacham. He he knows a lot of Torah. <coughs> so here we see this this uh, difference between what what their focus is. One's talking about um, that he doesn't do a virus, that he's a, which means he would have that meter um, of years from him. And the other one's saying, no, that we should stand up for him just because he's a Talmud Chacham. So Amalei, so <coughs> he said back, Aminalach ana de gever de chel chitinhu. I said he's a person who doesn't do a virus. Ve Amadli, ve Amadli at bar oryonhu. And you said to me he's a Talmud Chacham. He's he's someone who knows a lot of Torah. So what's what, what's the difference? Why do you, why did you say that back? Why 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 didn't you agree with me? So tistayim. So now we're gonna try and. Uh, conclusively prove who said which. The Rabbi Lazar who the Rabbi Lazar who Amar the Gever the Chel Chitinhu. The Rabbi Lazar who said that uh, Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha was someone who um, doesn't do a virus. The Amar Yechanan Mishim Rabbi Lazar because Rabbi Yechanan said in the name of Rabbi Lazar Ein Lo Elakadosh Baruch Hu Ba'Elam Eli Yiras Shemayim Bilvad. So we have another statement of Rabbi Lazar which says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu only has Yiras Shemayim in this world, and that's that's the overriding. Uh, thing that Akash Baruch wants in this world. Shneimar, because it says in the pasuk of Atah Yisrael, and now Klal Yisrael, Ma Hashem Alekech Hashoel Miyimach. What does Hashem, your God, ask from you? Ki Im Liyira, only to fear Him. That's it. That's the only thing um, that Akash Baruch wants from us is to <coughs> have Yira Shemayim, and and uh, that's the that's going to take over everything. And then it says in a different pasuk in Eov, um, So the pasuk in Eov says that he said to man, Kashmarcha said to man, that this uh, Yeras Hashem Hichachma, this Yeras Hashem is wisdom. So in uh, in Greek, the number one is called Hain. So this, when this pasuk is saying, Hain Yiras Hashem Hichachma, the Gemara is trying to tell us that um, the Yiras Hashem is, is the Yiras Hashem is Chachma. So he really um, is putting the two on the same footing. So really, it sounds like they're both right, and one isn't necessarily more uh, one one opinion is not necessarily more favorable than the other over here. But we're just back in this discussion of of uh, the advantage the the advantages the Yerushalayim has over uh, simply someone who has 
just her without necessarily the, as much the Uh Let's see Rashi. Um, so we said that uh, the first opinion said that he doesn't do a virus, and, and he said back, I said that, and then <coughs> you said something else. You're minimizing his praise. That if your Shemayim is, is greater than uh, Torah learning, then if I said your Shemayim, then why do you need to say Torah learning? You should say the highest possible praise of, of uh, Rav Yaakov Baracha. So at the end we came out, that, that uh, fear of Hashem is unique and um, special in this world, as we've been saying till now. <coughs> okay, um, let's go find you in the Gemara. Um, two dots. Dorash of Ula. Rav Ula explained, What does a Pasuk mean when it says, Don't do a lot of bad things. Seems a little strange. The Gemara says, You shouldn't do a lot of bad things, but you should do a, a few bad things, just a little bit. What, how does that make sense? It should say, don't do anything bad. So uh, the Gemara explains it differently. However, we're going to bring a marshal. If someone who eats garlic and has bad breath, is he going to go and eat another clove of garlic to and, and then his breath will just get worse. Meaning that the, this Pasuk is trying to tell us if someone does one Avera, they shouldn't become despondent and just say, forget everything, I'm going to keep doing more Averas. But if, someone, if he does one thing, he should be able to stop there and and uh, not do anything further. He shouldn't, shouldn't lose hope. Um, let's see Rashi. The first narrow line in Rashi. Misha achal shum verecha nodif purukahu. This is an answer. Klemar. Hachika omakra. This is what the Pazik is telling you. In Rashata ma'at, if he did something small, bad, al toysif al this person shouldn't add to his uh, wickedness. Demisha achal shum, because someone who eats garlic, verecha nodif, and verecha nodif kralachaverov, and his uh, breath already smells to his friend, to his friend, klum yachsar verechal oid, he shouldn't uh, go and eat more. And he's just going to end up smelling with that bad smell on his breath even longer. So, so to here, he's a person who does one Avera shouldn't keep doing more Averas, and it'll stay with him and, and keep him in that bad uh, spiral for even longer. Okay, so uh, let's back to the Gemara. Uh, first wide line of the Gemara. Darasha Rava Baravula. Rava Baravula explained, My Dixiv. What does the pasuk say when it? Uh, what does the pasuk mean when it says, "Ki ein chertsuvos lemoisam"? There are no uh, ties to their death, or bari ulam, and uh, health to their strength. Um, so Amar Kadosh Baruch So what, what does this pasuk mean? Kadosh Baruch is saying, "Like Dayan l'Rishayim." It's not enough for the Rishayim. She'enon charedin va'atzavin niyom amisa that they're not. Uh, trembling and and sad about the day of death, but rather their heart is healthy to them and and confident like a like a an open large uh, hall. So, this this word chertsuvos the Gemara is learning uh, as a Rashi says as a trick and a sort of an acronym for the words charedin va'atzavin it comes out to chertsuvos. So. Uh, 
this pasuk is telling us that Rishonim, not, not only do they not think about the Yom Misa, that they, they, they're going to come to an end at some point, and that they're going to die, but they're, they're so confident they, they, their plans are going to be successful, um, it's not even on their mind one iota. Behind it, Omar Rabbah. And that's what Rabbah said. My dechsev. What does the pasuk say? It mean when it says zed darkom? This is their way. Kesel lamoi. They're foolish. This is foolishness. Yoidin rishayim. So this this pasuk means the rishayim knows she darkom lemisa. They know that their road is going to end in death. Vieshlehem chelev al kislam, and they have uh, fat on their um, loins. Because maybe, maybe you'll say that this is going to cause them to forget the Yom Misa and they're going to, um, and, and therefore you, you can't hold them so responsible because they forgot about it and, and so they they become so overconfident and and do whatever they want that uh, they're not totally be able to be held responsible. So Talmud Lama so comes to teach us the end of the pasuk of Acharehem befihem yutzosela that their ends in their mouths they will. Uh, Speak about they they will uh, um, no they'll talk about seller. So we see that that not you can't say that well maybe they just they're so busy in this world that they're they've forgotten about the Yomimisa. No, the pasuk says this they they're talking about it they know about it but they're just pushing it off and ignoring it, and uh, they're going to end up not in such a great way if they don't uh, do tshuva and change their ways. Uh, let's see Rashi. Um It's a um is an acronym for these two words. You put them together you get that word. Kulam. So the Pasuk said that uh their hearts are open like a they're healthy like an ulam, like a big uh, hall or an auditorium or something. Shepishle pasuach varachov. It's the uh, door to this place is uh, is very open and wide. Zedarkam. <coughs> this is their way. Leelminexiv. So before this pasuk, it says kirbam batemoy leolam. Within them uh, is their their houses are uh, forever. The heno kvura, which means their their uh, burial place. That their, their burial place is within them, and they, <coughs> they definitely know about it. And then later on it says, this Pasuk that we quoted, that this is their their foolish way. They know that this is their way. They know that they're, they're going to end up in the grave at the end of it. <coughs> but uh, they're not thinking about it, because how do we explain that? Rashi says, says, <coughs> they're... Uh, Insides, their their um, kidneys are are covered with their fat, mehashiv kiliosehim, which is uh, preventing their uh, preventing their insides from uh, doing tshuva, uh, or from thinking about machsheves soifim, thinking about their end. Maybe because of the chelav, because they're so uh, uh, well indu- well indulged. And uh, in in this world, they they're going to forget about that. Fahrehem shogigen, you're going to consider them some level of inadvertent for their actions because, well, they 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 have this chelav and this 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 uh, level of luxury that they just forget everything. Talmud lemar v'acharehem. So the Gemara tells us that the the continuation of the pasuk talks about their end. Asid lava lenafsham achrei ovdom. 
that what that, that's referring to in the future what's going to happen to their neshama after they their life is finished. Befihem yirtzu, it'll be in their mouth. Be and they'll speak about it constantly. and they still don't do tshuva. So. Um, <coughs> We see from here that the Rishonim are going to have a problem that uh, when it comes to the world to come, they're um, going to be severely, severely lacking zchusim. Uh, it sounds like. Okay, so now we've uh, concluded this uh, long piece of Aga- of uh, Agarata that we've been going going through for the last couple of days. Um, now we're going to go b- get back to our Mishnah, um, which uh, we're working on the end of the Mishnah now. So the end of the Mishnah was kachas on there. If he, he if he wants to save the candle, we're really going to be talking about all the cases there, which is that if he wants to kachas on there, kachas al Hashem and kachas al psila chayev. The Tanakhama in the Mishnah said, if he uh, if he wants to save the candle or the uh, oil or the wick, then he's going to be chayev. And Rabbi Yossi said you're pottering all of them except for the wick because you make it into a coal. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna work on all of these uh, cases right now. Okay, so Gemara says kachasa So this is the end of our Mishnah. So Rabbi Yossi commands fearless. So Rabbi Yossi held that. You're a potter for uh, if you want to just save the candle and the oil, but not if you want to save the wick. So who does Rabbi Yossi hold? Like we're going to come back to our uh, <coughs> very frequent machlokas that comes up. So if he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, I feel nami Then why does he say that you're potter uh, in the case of the uh, candle and the oil? So if if he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, then he should be chayev across the board. He shouldn't be potter in any of them. If he holds like Rabbi Shimon, then he should be potter for the wick also. Why is he? Why is Rabbi Yossi saying chayev in the case of the wick? So Amar Ula, so Ula said, No, I'll tell you. Really, uh, Rabbi Yossi holds like Rabbi Yehuda that is chayev. Because of Rabbi Yossi, however, Rabbi Yossi holds soiser almanas livnois bim koymoi have soiser. One of the malachas of Shabbos is uh, breaking something down, breaking down a building. But Rabbi Yossi holds <coughs> that it's only uh, not, uh, destroying something which you go on condition that you're going to build in that same place. That's considered the malacha of soiser. Amanas live soiser. But if you're if you're knocking something down without any intention, uh, to, with intention to build, but not necessarily in that place, then that's not considered soiser. That's not that's not considered a malacha of soiser. So, soiser means uh, destroying something. It's, uh, there's two malachas. You have soiser and boiner. They're the opposites of each other. Boiner is building. Soiser is destroying. So. Rav Yossi holds that the only time you're going to be chayav for soiser is if you're knocking down in order to build it in that in build something else in that the place of uh, whatever you just knocked down. So uh, we're going to see Rashi. There's quite some uh, long Rashi's over here 
to explain exactly how he's going to apply this this uh, concept to what we're talking about uh, to, to our case of the uh, wick and the the oil and the and the candle. Um, so let's see Rashi. Uh, this is a long Rashi, which gets a little bit complicated, but let's try and go through it slowly and see if we can figure it out. Uh, so Rashi says, "Afila bipsila nami So the Gemara asked if uh, Rav Yosi holds like Rav Shimon, then by the wick also he should be potter. About a third of the way down Rashi, the uh, chasal apsila. He should be potter for the wick because he just wants to save the wick. That this case of uh, saving the wick is also considered a malacha sheina trichalugufa, which we said according to Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon holds your potter. So across the board, in every in the case of the the uh, candle and the case of the oil and the case of the wick, he should say a potter because all of these cases are malacha she'en because the point of the malacha is not to extinguish the fire, the point of the malacha is I want the oil for later, I want the, the candle to not be ruined for later, I want the wick, the wick for later. So all of these things apparently are malacha she'en So if he holds like a shimon, then he should say that you're a potter in all three cases rather than just two and make the exception of the wick, which we have to figure out why. Uh, the malacha... So now Rashi is going to explain it. The malacha hainu kibui. The malacha that you're doing here is extinguishing the fire. The kibui atzmai ain't a tzarechlai. The actual extinguishing of the fire you don't need. Since he wants to save the, the uh, contents of the candle, so if this candle would never have been lit in the first place, he would have been fine with that. So he never actually needed the fire. The fire was, uh, was something to him that he never wanted. Uh, if we're talking about a case of uh, where the wick was pre-singed, that you would have wanted it to stay unlit. You would have, you would have preferred that. Now that it was lit, you're putting it out to save uh, all the different pieces. And we see that because his whole point of doing this is is to save uh, the, the, the lamp, the, the oil and the wick. So the only reason, the only thing he wants here is he wants to have more oil left in the cup and he wants more wick left. So every moment that it's burning for him is really unwanted. So when he's putting out the fire, the putting out of the fire is is uh, secondary to the fact that he wants to save the wick. So therefore the malachas is considered which uh, is how the Gemara, that's the explanation of the Gemara's question that according to Rabbi Shimon, he should say, you're potter in all three cases, because really he wants just to maximize whatever's left. He doesn't actually want, uh, he doesn't care about putting out the fire or not. <clears throat> and that's, that is the definition of Malach Shein Tzrich Lugufa. So the Gemara answered, Lo'elon Krav Yehuda no. Rabbi Yossi really holds like Rabbi Yehuda. He holds really you should be Yechayev for Malach Shein Tzrich Lugufa. Um, so the question then being is why does he say you're potter by the two by the by the case of um, Nair and Shemin? He says you're on the chai of in the case of the the wick. <coughs> so he holds the mishum ain't shirichalugufa loy mifter. That because of the the fact that it's a malachas ain't shirichalugufa, you're not going to be potter. Hoyel v'tz utshirichalodamer acher. Since you need it for something else, it's considered a 
So since even though it's an gufa, that's not going to make you potter. Uh, since the reason being because you need it for something else, that makes it into a malachas machsheves. Malachas machsheves is another term that we're going to come across frequently in, in Shabbos. That when you're doing a malacha, it has to be a malacha that has chashivas to it, which means that it's done as it was done in the Mishkan. So if it's a malachas machsheves and it's a malach shenitzrich then that's that's uh, going to make you chayev. Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're chayev from malachas shenitzrich and that's considered a malachas machsheves. So when you're putting out this uh, flame, it's not because you're concerned about the oil and the uh, lamp. That's the reason you're going to be potter. Because um, the the uh, lamp and the oil really have nothing to do with the malacha. So it's, it, the, the, you can't really call that necessarily a malachas machsheves because it's it's not... It's, it's sort of disconnected from the from the malacha. Putting out the flame really only affects the wick. So kasavar. So Rav Yossi is going to hold the soiser amnas livnois bimkoymoi have a soiser. So he holds that uh, breaking something down on condition to build in its place is considered soiser. Call mekalkel the shabbos have a potter. Dolav heino malachas machshevus. So anything that's uh, mekalkel on Shabbos, so, so anything that's that's destroying on Shabbos, not necessarily breaking down a building, that's that's con- that's not considered destroying unless you're not going to build anything there. But there's another concept of mekalkel. If you're ruining something on Shabbos, you're also going to be potter because um, that the, something that's mekalkel is not doesn't come under full under the category of melechas machshevus. Melechas shenetzricha legufa does is considered melechas machshevus, but mekalkel. Um, pretty much across the board on Shabbos, if you're doing something destructive, um, that's not considered melechas machsheves, and therefore you're potter for something that's mekalkel. So now we're going to get to soiser. So how does soiser come in? So when we mention soiser in amongst the avos uh, melachas, we know there's 39 avos melachas, which we're going to get to on daf ayin gimel. The mechayev. So when when you're chayev for that av melacha of uh, breaking of of, of um, breaking a building, so that's So that that is breaking something down on condition that you're going to build in that place. The only way you can build uh, whatever it is back in that place is if you destroy whatever's there there to begin with. So now that that dis- that destruction is not considered an act of. Uh, Ruining something—it's—it's it's breaking something down in a non-destructive way because you're going to construct something afterwards on that same place. The only way you can get to the construction is by removing whatever's there to begin with. So that makes the malacha of soiser considered a constructive malacha as opposed to a destructive malacha. <coughs> Rabbi Yossi Savar. So now, now that we have a, de- a definition of what is considered soiser um, to be chayev or not, and Rabbi Yossi holds. So now we now we need to apply it over here to figure out why you are going to be chayev uh, for the wick. That if in its place you're going to go and and uh, build it again, That's the case when you're going to be chayev for breaking it down. And if you're not going to build anything there, then that, then you're going to be potter because that's a um, that's a destructive soiser as opposed to something which is going to be constructive.
So now we're applying that concept to our case of extinguishing that our case of extinguishing the wick is going to be similar to soiser to breaking down the building. Also, tearing on Shabbos is going to be similar to this. Uh, we're going to have a similar concept of soiser. Uh, and therefore, the, we, we learned in a Mishnah. And Dafayin Gimel, which is uh, where where the uh, Gemara goes through all the different malachas. Hakareya amas litvar. If you tear on condition that you're going to sew it up again, v'chein moichek tanan, and also erasing on Shabbos, amanas lichtov. It has to be you're erasing something that's written in order to write on that place again. To kulam sosinin hu. All these malachas, which seem like they are somewhat destructive in nature. They're only considered malachas if the destruction that you're doing, the, whether it's erasing or ripping or um, or over here or uh, extinguishing, it's only considered a malacha like soiser if it's on condition to do something to do the positive malacha afterwards. So you're erasing on condition to write, you're uh, tearing something on condition to sew it up again, um, breaking something down in order to build it. And here also, I'm going to say you're... Uh, uh, extinguishing the fire in order to light it again later. Hilkach, therefore, al uh, he's uh, trying to save the wick. Um, uh, his, the whole purpose of him trying to save the wick is in order to be able to light it later. Hilkach, therefore, when you're extinguishing something in order to light it later, in that is considered in the same place, because you're lighting the same wick later on at some point. So therefore, your, your malacha of extinguishing is considered a constructive malacha because you're going to light it again later. So now, what about the uh, other two parts? So what about the nair and the shemen? What about trying to save the, the actual lamp and the oil? So Rashi says, mm-hmm. If you're just doing it for that lamp or oil, but you're not concerned about the wick, and you don't you don't care if you're throwing it in the trash afterwards. Even if you're going to take this oil and go and light another wick with it, light it with another wick, which sounds like it should be the same thing. That if you're going to go take this oil afterwards, you put the fire out, you're going to take the oil and light it again. It sounds like it should still come under this category of soser almanas livnois or putting out in order to go and light something afterwards, and that should be considered a malacha, and you should be chayev. Uh, contrary to our Mishnah. That should, sounds like it should be the case. Um, uh, Rashi says, this is not considered with the, with the oil and the lamp. This is, neither of these are considered um, Why? So in the first light, wide line of Rashi, when you light a flame, the, the extinguishing the flame and, and lighting the flame really has is, is disconnected from the lamp and the oil. You only light the wick. So the malacha is really disconnected from the oil and the lamp. So that's the rationale for Rabbi Yossi saying that this uh, concept of having a, a destructive malacha, of, of uh, breaking something down in order to build, that only applies to the wick, because that's the only thing that's affected by the actual, the, 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 the physical 
um, act of extinguishing the flame. Now, since uh, when you're putting out the, the candle um, with intention only to save the oil or the candle or the lamp, then uh, you clearly have no intention to go, go back and light this uh, wick. So therefore, it doesn't fall under the category of having a future building in the place of this uh, breaking down that you're doing or this extinguishing, which uh, sounds like it explains very nicely what Raviosi's opinion. Because Raviosi holds now, he says that you're, you're a potter for the uh, oil and the lamp, and you're chayev for the wick. So the wick is the only item of those three that you're actually physically doing the malacha of, uh, of uh, extinguishing to. And you're only going to be chayev if you're extinguishing, uh, well, you'll be chayev because you're extinguishing it with the intention to save it, and what are you going to do when you save it? If you're saving a wick, the only thing you can do with it is light it in a different, in the same or a different candle later. And therefore, it's considered a, an extinguishing in order to light it again, which is going to make you chayev. However, the oil and the lamp, it's not so, because oil and lamp are, are sort of disconnected from the actual malacha of uh, extinguishing. But when you're extinguishing that light to save the oil or the lamp, um, to use them later, you don't actually do the malacha to the oil or the lamp. It's the wick is really what holds the fire, and that, that's, that's the only thing you're going to be chayev for. <coughs> okay, uh, let's continue in Rashi. Katoni, so when we said in the end of the Mishnah, um, the Rav Yossi said, you're chayev for the wick, there's one more statement that he adds, he adds in. He says, shehu oisa pechom. He says, you're, you're chayev, because you're making it into charcoal. Kloimar, so this means, so how do we explain that? It sounds like that, that should be completely irrelevant here now. Since we're saying the whole, the whole concept of, of what Rav Yossi holds is based on your intention and, and, and um, pu- extinguishing it on condition to light it again. So who cares if you're making it into, a, into charcoal? That should be completely irrelevant now. So now Rashi explains, Kloimar, this means to say, Since, because they would make it into charcoal, at the beginning, they would, they would uh, singe the, the edge of the wick uh, beforehand. And now it's standing there, ready to accept and hold fire. And therefore, it's considered uh, building in the place of uh, where, you're, where, you're dist- where you're breaking it down. So the, the, uh, act, the, the actual act of lighting it and making it uh, and blackening the wick to make it uh, easier to light later is, really falls under this category, and Rashi is explaining that that statement in the Mishnah really proves this. Um, okay, so that, that's how Rashi is explaining this part of the Mishnah. However, he's bringing down a slightly different uh, explanation now. The rabbis say no and the rabbis explain ner v'shemen iklameimar that the oil and the uh, lamp, you can say he needs it for something else and not just to light. When you're the wick, there's nothing else you're going to do with this wick except for light it as a wick. Oil you can use, you can dip your bread into it, you can use in cooking. The lamp you can use as a, a, for something else also, use as a paperweight. Um, however, Rashi doesn't like this uh, explanation. He says we, should, we don't need to get to this... Uh, Difficult shot in explaining the Mishnah to be shown the because you can say we shouldn't we should still not make him potter. Why is that enough to make him potter? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not such a simple shot to understand. 
this pshat, this second shot that he brings down that you need it for something else, and therefore you shouldn't uh, you, sh- you should be uh, potter because why, still why should we potter why should we say he's potter he knows why he's he knows why he's saving it he wants to light another candle later I we can try and uh, give him an excuse and say that maybe he'll use it for something else. Why should we make him potter just for that? And the other point is that a a lamp, the real the, really the only purpose of it is to light a wick in it. Um, the, it really doesn't have another purpose. Even though you could finagle it in and try and come up with some other thing to use a lamp for, like a paperweight, um, that's not the main purpose of it. And therefore, it's it's really this Rashi's holding that this shot doesn't really work. That's a, to make an excuse to say that he's going to use it for something else is not enough to get to get him out of being chayav for this malacha. Okay. So I think uh, I hope we have, now have a good uh, understanding of where Avios is coming in here and uh, what what he's bringing in this Sosha Amanas Livnois to explain his opinion in the Mishnah. Because really, really, he holds like a Yehuda that you're chayav from Lachshenetzich Lagufa. Um, but here it's he's he's working with the concept of binyan b'makom stira and and for the oil and the uh, lamp, that's not going to be considered enough. To, that, that that doesn't make it a uh, considered a malacha. And that, that's why he's going to be potter. But for the wick, which holds the fire, and that's where the malacha is taking place, that's where if Yossi holds you are chayev. Because your intention is going to be to light it later. <clears throat> And even if your intention is to light the oil and the lamp later, that still doesn't mean anything because you don't actually have the fire. The the the, the actual fire is not connected to the uh, oil and the and the lamp directly. Okay, uh, let's go back to the Gemara after that long Rashi. Um, okay, we're about uh, about halfway down through the wide lines in, in the Gemara. Amarle Rab Rabba. About six lines before the Mishnah. At the end of the line. Amr Rabba. So Rabba said, Mehdi, let's see. Every Malacha we learn out from the Mishkan. And over there, The Malacha of Soiser, of breaking down in the Mishkan, was not exactly the same as this. It was breaking down on condition to uh, build it in a different place, obviously, because when they when the uh, Bnei Yisrael were moving, uh, they would take down the Mishkan and they wouldn't nec- they wouldn't put it up in the same place. the the point well, the point of taking it down was to travel somewhere else, wherever Kodesh Baruch Hu led them, and uh, build it again when they got there. So, so when Avyosi <clears throat> is saying it has to be Almanas Livnois Bimkomoi. That seems like it shouldn't be... Con- how, do, how do we get that from the Malachas and the Mishkan? <clears throat> the Mishkan wasn't exactly the same as that. Amar so he said back to him, Shani Hasam, that case is different. Kiva and Dixiv Hashem Yachanu. Since it says they were, they were uh, camping by the word of Hashem, wherever Hashem told them to stop, that was where they camped. So that's considered... We're going to consider that the same as... Um, Building it back in the place where it was uh, taken down, because it was all by the word of Hashem. So Hashem told them to take it down. Hashem told them to put it back up again. So the 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 physical location didn't uh, have as much bearing on it as the fact that it was Alpi Hashem. <clears throat> um, let's see Rashi. There's one Rashi, uh, five lines into the wide lines of Rashi at the bottom of the page. 
So the Mishkan was, uh, they broke it down and they didn't put it back in the same place. So they would uh, break it down when they camped. The noise of, at, at the first camp, they would travel to another place, and they would camp in the second place and uh, go back and, and uh, erect it again. <clears throat> okay. So that was um, one understanding, that was Ula's understanding of how Rav Yossi explains this mission according to Rav Yehuda. So now we're going to look at it a different way. Let's go back to the Gemara, four, uh, four lines above the, three lines above the Mishnah. says, No, I disagree with Ula, with the Rav Ula. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say that really Rav Yossi holds like Rav Shimon. He holds that Malach Hashem is Potter. So what's the difference with the wick that you are Chayev? If you hold that Malach Hashem Tzrich is Potter, then why are you Chayev for uh, wanting to save the wick? Like Rav Hamluna says, We're talking about a wick that you still need to uh, singe it. You never did that. In that case, even Rav Shimon is going to be Moideh, Rashim would even agree that Yachayev in such a case to come a second mona because you're fixing this item. That uh, and another concept in Shabbos is that if you if you're fixing something and making it complete, then that is considered a malacha, even if it's a malacha shenetri chalugufa, um, as we see here. So Amar Rava, Rava says, "Da'kanami to Kotanya." I'll, I'll be medayik uh, in the words of the Mishnah. To, if we read them carefully. The Mishnah says, at the end, Shu is a pecham, that you're making it into a, into charcoal. And it doesn't say because it was already made into charcoal. So we learn from here that according to uh, Rav Yochanan, it works out very nicely. We're talking about a wick that was never burned before. Now, when you are burning it the first time, that's considered uh, a tikkun, you're fixing something. And uh, he proves it, Rav proves that from the words of the Mishnah. That says that you're, you're, you are now making it into something that was that is charcoal, not that it was before. And therefore, that can be another understanding according to Rav Yochanan of how Rav Yossi um, can hold like Rav Shimon. So we have two different ways of explaining the Mishnah. Uh, let's see Rashi, the last two Rashis before the Mishnah. Uh, Rav Shimon, about five lines up from the bottom. He, so we, now we're trying to say he holds like Rav Shimon. The potter lemishum de entzrich in the gufa. Now we're going to say that your potter because it's a malachah she entzrich in the gufa. Okay, And now when you're concerned about the wick that you want to save it, the hainu time of the machayev. The reason you're going to be chayev, kigoyin shetzarich lahavava. For example, if you need to singe it, shalei huvava miboydyom that you didn't do that while it was before Shabbos. The kivuize tzarich legufa. Now this extinguishing is a malachah which you need for the. Uh, Good for the for the act of the malacha. If you don't put it out, it's just, just going to keep burning. It, you're not going to have a good wick. Once you put it out, that makes it into a good usable wick, which is easy to to light. Now, when you're coming to light it the second time, it's going to be uh, easy for it to light because you you've singed it. So that takes it from being a malacha she'ein into a malacha she'tzrichalagufa. Uh, the last words on the Mishnah, the Mishnah was Shehu Pecham, and Rav is proving from there that this is Rav Yosef's opinion. 
you're making it into charcoal. Now your whole intention is to make it into charcoal because you're singeing it and that makes it easier to light in the future. Alma, so therefore we see, that's considered a, an extinguishing which is necessary for the, the act of the malacha itself. And we, we didn't learn in the Mishnah that uh, it was made into charcoal from the beginning. That it was already done beforehand. And then, because if that was the case, we could say that um, the reason is because, the, the, like we said before, that this item is now something that can be come under the category of, of building. Because then you have a building in the place of where you burned it, which was the, the destructive act. Um, but with the the oil and the and the lamp, then there's no such thing as uh, building and uh, breaking down. So even according to Shimon, even in a case where you're you're the, the the Mishnah happens to be talking about a case where you're making it into uh, charcoal by by singeing it right now. I so you're gonna you could, you could ask me um, if that's the case. What about one that was already singed? Would you be potter in that case? So Rashi comes in and tells us that. Um, this concept of binyan and stira would still apply that that you're you're uh, um, extinguishing on condition to uh, burn it again later falls under this category of, of binyan and stira and makes it into into a malacha and you would still be chayiv in that case also. Um, okay, so let's see the mishnah. Al shalish averus nashim meses b'shasei dasan. There are three averus. Which uh, cause women to die in childbirth. Uh, if they're not careful in these three things, which are nida, taking challah, and lighting candles. That's what we say, what? Hmm? That's what we say uh, on, on Friday night. This whole parak is, is, is the Gemara for the night, so we say Friday night. We've seen that a few times in the last, uh, last couple of weeks. Every, 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 this, is, this, this is the parak, which we're heading towards the end of. Uh, so Rashi says on the Mishnah, The Gemara is going to explain what's special about the time that they're giving birth. Um, okay, let's uh, start the Gemara. Uh, so Nida, my timer. What's the reason for Nida? Amrav Yitzchak, Yitzchak says, He kilkala bechadri bitna. She, referring to Chava, um, not referring to Chava, to, to, to uh, yeah, so the, the woman, um, wasn't careful with Nida, so she, um, Rashi says she rebelled with the inner innards of her her uh, stomach. The fichach tilaka bechadri bitna. So therefore, she will be uh, afflicted in and and it'll happen in the same place in, when she's giving birth. So uh, <clears throat> because uh, since Nida and and giving birth are all rooted in the in the womb in the same place, so that's that's the connection. So the Gemara says, Tenach Nida. So, okay, so now I understand why uh, Nida is something that she'll be held accountable for during childbirth. What about Chal and Hadlokas What's the connection? That a certain Galilean person explained a later of Chista. On our Chista said, Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu. We're going to go back on all three of the Averis. Um, the Hashem said that I, I put a revius of blood in you, and so on, on things to do with blood, I'm warning you. 
which is going to be Nida. Um, let's see the top of the page. Let's do the next couple of lines before we end off. Uh, the second of error is Chala. So Reishis Karas Yeschem. So Hashem said, I called you Reishis. I called you the first. Al Iske Reishis Hishat Yeschem. And I'm going to be hold you accountable. I'm warning you about things to do with Reishis. Because the mitzvah of Chala is called Reishis Arisai Sechem. Um, the neshama that I gave you is called a, a candle and so on the things to do with the candle which is lighting candles I'm going to warn you if you keep them then good and if you don't keep these mitzvahs then I'm going to take your neshama away um, let's see Rashi tomorrow and we'll continue there